Bush and Ritchie here and welcome to uh, another Hometime podcast. Uh, and specifically, hello to Darren Hurrell. Uh, Bush, I received this message from Darren over the weekend who said... Oh, I. Just catching up on the podcast, you lot need to search for hot honey. It is a staple in the home pizza maker's cupboard. Goes with so many things. Uh, and then he sends a link uh, to a chilli hot honey, uh, which he thinks is the way forward. I can't believe that all these days on we are still talking about pizza <laughs> toppings. <laughs> so this is just this pizza topping that... This is that's what he's re- recommending right there. Yeah, well, he goes on to say, and he refers to, there is a big home pizza-making community. I would say half of the community's recipes include hot honey. It's a game-changer. Enjoy. And then gives a link to this hot honey jar on a particularly popular online retailer's site. Do you know what? I swear I saw hot honey at Benidorm. <laughs> Back in the mid-90s. Here's the podcast. I feel like I am public enemy number one today. Let me explain why. Uh, on Saturday, uh, some builders were, were around. They'd been uh, removing a, a chimney breast. Um, and it was still ongoing at 4.30 in the afternoon, Bush. Oh, and dear. And I... I I, I cannot I, I cannot begin to explain and get across uh, the noise. And I went for a walk. Um, <laughs> good. Went, That's good for you. Went for a couple of walks. Um, but the worst thing was right, like coming back into the close at the end of uh, at the end of the walk, you walk in and you can hear the distant sound of the drilling of the chimney breast coming down from the end of the close, even though like you've only just walked into it. And oh. I turned to I turned to my wife and I said, "They all hate us. <laughs> everyone, everyone in this road hates us today." And I, I felt like public enemy number one. I felt like when I went out to the car just to get the I don't know get the pushchair out or 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 go and put something in the bin. I felt like everyone was looking at me out windows, thinking, "That's the guy. That's the guy at the end of the road yeah. who's having that drilling work done." Public enemy number one. So Saturday building work is that, that that's unheard of. So is that is that to get it on target? Because that's going to push the public enemy number one vibe doing Saturday building, isn't it? You're asking yeah. for it. No, no, no. I know. Like you know, during the week, it's you know that that that's that's a thing. But then it comes to Saturday, and everyone's like, you know, oh, it's it's, it's the weekend. We can all relax. <laughs> but you know, they were doing a bit of catch up. Uh, they wanted oh. to uh, you know stay you know stay on schedule, which is you know I'm I'm cool with that. That's great. But yeah, for everybody else. Oh man! Like oh. I said, public enemy number one. You want to watch out? You, you know, when you're a radio presenter, your car's going to end up spray can like Alan Partridge. <laughs> <laughs> so if if you for any reason right now, it might not be building work. Maybe you forgot to uh, feed the dog last night. Maybe you've just broken something around the home, and it's your other half's favourite possession or something. If for whatever reason right now you are sat there and you're thinking, "Yeah, that's me." I'm public enemy number one. Neil says, "Did Richie's neighbours not just hate him before anyway?" That's harsh. Hey. Don't don't get in me head, Neil. Maybe they do, but I don't know. So if if there's a reason in your life why you feel that you are public enemy number one, share it with us this afternoon. Joe, it's funny you should say this because I was nearly public enemy number one. Number over two. The weekend. 
I was yeah, it could have been public enemy number two, right? Very quick explanation. Saturday night stroke, Sunday morning, one AM. Yeah. I was we were awoken by youths outside the house. So I was straight out in the underpants to the window, through the blinds, having a look, see what's going on. And it was two drunk teenagers, like proper drunk. But they were mucking around with our letterbox across the road. And this is one of those letterbox that people have made a woolly hat for, you know, during COVID yes. to cheer everyone up. And I thought, oh my God, they're going to try and set light to it. They're going to try and set light to its head, its hat. So I was, I was saying to Katie, I'm going to call the police. She was like, no, no, do you know what? I'm going to call the police. I'm going to call the police. We had this big argument. She convinced me not to call the police. So I got back in bed and they moved on, making loads of other noise and setting car alarms <laughs> off. Next morning, I go out there and they'd actually, what they'd done is just put a lovely daffodil in the lady's hand that is on oh. top of the woolly hat. Imagine if they were like local kids just having a first night out for ages, I'd called the police on them and all they were trying to do is put a daffodil in a hat just to try and brighten everyone's day. How bad would I have felt? You would have been public enemy number one, waking everyone up. Uh, Reg says, I'm an electrician. As we were doing an electrical test, I accidentally turned off the power for the house. It turned off all the customers' computers, kicked him out of a conference call. The boss is fuming. Wow, with great power comes great responsibility. We've got Natalie on the line right now. Natalie, tell us why you are public enemy number one. So, we live on quite a normal estate, and we have five chickens, all our hens at the minute. But every morning, they lay an egg song. They sing an egg song um, when they've laid an egg. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Um, Forgive my ignorance. What what kind of egg song is it that they, they do when they've done an egg? They just squawk. <laughs> it's not a particular song. So are all five of them laying at the same time? Is it like a synchronised <laughs> egg laying or like some kind of like chicken chorus? It can't be, yeah. Amazing. Uh, and is it loud? Uh, and in terms of being public enemy number one, is it loud enough to annoy the neighbours? Definitely. <laughs> so give us an idea of what time this goes off and 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 like uh, is it is it like a motorbike revving are we talking like a a, a sports whistle what how, how kind of loud this this could be heard from a couple of different streets um it's not as bad as what it used to be we used to have cockles and they were so loud but wow. it can start anywhere from six in the morning Oh. God bless them. God bless them, though, for, for doing a little song when they've done something. It's been fantastic. <laughs> I might bring that into my own life. when breakfast is. Natalie, that's great. Thank you very much. Cheers, Thank Natalie. Uh, Joe, why was it for you? I threw away a carbon monoxide alarm, and then about a couple of weeks later, there was this incessant, like, ear screeching, piercing noise that was, like, going off on the street driving everybody mad and sort of all the neighbours were outside talking about it and um, we were all really livid and I went into the house to call the council and complain and one of my neighbours came with me and she was like, I think it's coming from somewhere in your yard and um, (laughs) when we went out into the yard, she found it and she pulled it out of the bin bag and because the battery was still in there, it kept basically going off. (laughs) Oh, my God. Do you know what? If I was in that situation, I'd I'd have offered the neighbour some money just to keep quiet. Do you know what I mean? (laughs) (laughs) Mm, Yeah, no, it was very embarrassing. So, yeah. (laughs) Oh, brilliant. Uh, Amisha has tweeted to say, "Uh, Richie, you could drop a little sorry note and some chocolates through your neighbour's letterboxes to make up for the noise. 43 houses in the close. He <laughs> <laughs> ain't going to do that. <laughs> in pricey business. There's a lot of milk uh, trade. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't even go that expensive. Uh, Rasto <laughs> is is hanging on. Why were you public enemy number one? I've got a Harley Davidson at work nights. And uh, I started 
six and I'll finish at six. So I got to drive home at six o'clock in the morning. And I'll tell you what, it's pretty loud. <laughs> Do you know what? We, we, we've talked about this before on the show. There's always seems to be one guy in your neighborhood who's got a really loud Harley Davidson. You are that guy. Yeah, yeah. Well, when I bought it, my landlord asked me not to start it up at home. So when I'm leaving house, I got to push it outside on the road, start it up, and off I go. (laughs) (laughs) How far do you actually push it? Uh, Look, just on the main road. But as soon as I start it up, I have to go. I can't hang out around the house. Do you know what? We, we went past someone who was who was riding one of them uh, yesterday and they, it made our two kids jump because they were so loud when it went by. Is that is that relaxing to ride around on that thing with it making so much noise? You mustn't be able to hear yourself think. Yeah, yeah, but the thing is, I don't really hear the noise because, you know, she's riding the noise that's behind. So, you know, so it doesn't bother me. <laughs> you know, it and, uh, doesn't bother when me. I'm coming, when I'm coming back home, I cut the engine off two houses before my house. You know, so my landlord oh. doesn't have a go at me. <laughs> he's got, he's got a system. Yeah, fair play. Yeah, I got a system. No one said anything so far, so good to go. <laughs> so I made some shelves last week. Uh, very proud of myself. Didn't think I was going to be able to do it, but I did make them. And people kept tweeting me uh, over the twenty-four hour period when I was saying online that I was going to make some shelves. They kept tweeting me this same phrase: "Measure twice, cut once." <laughs> which is an old carpentry adage, I think. It's like a workplace wisdom. And you really got me thinking, right? Carpentry can't be the only thing that's got a wisdom phrase in the workplace. So here's the question for this hour of the show, right? Have you got a best practice phrase specific to your line of work? I don't know if we have within the radio industry, have we, really? No, I mean, one that comes to mind, certainly when uh, when I was starting out, kept on being told, keep it simple, stupid, kiss. That that kept on uh, oh. that kept on being said all the time. And, and regarding <laughs> your, your DIY there, if, if someone's saying to me, measure twice, cut once all the time, it would suggest they don't have much faith in you. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I pretty much gleaned that from some of the messages I was getting from people. <laughs> but it worked, though. I did, I, it made me remember to, to measure again, just to Double, double check. Actually, the, the only one I can think of in the radio industry is uh, the six Ps that an, uh, an Australian <laughs> boss that Richie and I used to have. Yeah. I used to say to us, but we it's too X-rated. Well, one of the most Ps of Australians. is. <laughs> yeah, one of the Ps is definitely. A lot, a lot of being Australian is just swearing in that. And uh, it, it was quite a few swear words in that one, but it was about performance and preparation and all that kind of thing. So look, have you got a, a little phrase in your line of work, which is best practice? Simon Blake has just tweeted out to say, the job's not done until the paperwork is complete. I like that one. If that's if that's something else, mate, right, you're going on the list. Oh, okay, hang on. Hang on a minute. Yeah. Keith says, uh, always in- <laughs> I'm double reading these now, <laughs> always include wrap time in your Erlang C calculations. <laughs> that's a catchy phrase. I might get that embroidered and put above the door or something like that. The fact you're double reading everything that's coming in goes back to the six Ps. Yeah, it is. The irony, the irony. <laughs> sorry about that, Australian <laughs> boss from back in the day. I'm sorry you have to listen to this show. Uh, Brenda oh, says, I'm an audiologist, and the saying, don't put anything smaller than your elbow in your ear, gets bandied about a lot. I've had that said to me, actually. It's a, it's a good bit of advice for life. Martin <laughs> says, it's only rough if someone can see it. Uh, this must be some kind of building plastering thing. Uh, Mark says, pay cheap, pay twice. That's something that the boss says to uh, Bush and I. Uh, Tim Fisher has got a catering one. He says, I'm a chef, make it nice or make it twice. (laughs) Mark sent two. He says, if it looks lit, it probably is. 
And then he adds, if it looks wet, it probably is. Cheers, Mark. Let us know what you do, mate. Little, yeah, I was going to say, there's a little side game here to actually guess what the uh, the workplace is from the, uh, from the phrasing. It's crazy. Uh, Peter says, I am a barber. I tend to say this is a comb, not a magic wand a lot. <laughs> Lisa in Chesterfield says, Bush and Ritchie, sharp scratch or little prick. I'm a flebon... Fleba... Oh... Phlebo- phlebotomist? Is that uh, a thing? Phle- I th- it, phlebotomy is definitely a thing. Uh, I'm a phlebotomist taking bloods in a doctor's surgery. Uh, John is uh, hanging on. John, uh, what is it for you? They're basically in piloting. Uh, you, uh, to, to stop you taking risks, they say there's old pilots and bold pilots, but no old bold pilots, which basically suggests that if you take too many risks, you'll probably crash and not, not get very old. Wow. It's weird, isn't it? Because obviously, you know, there's a huge responsibility being a pilot. Uh, so you, you would think there weren't that many phrases around that you need G and up just to make sure that you, you know, turn the propellers on and all that kind of stuff. I'm not technically uh, minded with stuff like that. Uh, are you like a pro- pilot for like airlines and all that kind of thing? Yeah, yeah. Um, I am, yeah. And uh, an instructor as well, so it's a bit of wisdom you try and pass on to people. Well, John, uh, let's uh, leave it with us one more time. Uh, give, us, give us your bit of wisdom. Uh, old pilots and bold pilots, but no old bold pilots. Love it. I'm going to read this out. Paul says, uh, it's not my work-related best practice, but I was doing some DIY at the weekend. When it comes to screwing things in or taps, I always remember righty-tighty, (laughs) lefty-loosey. That is something I use very often. I've never heard that in my entire life. I'm going to use that. And then Adrian in the Isle of Wight sent a really weird text. He says, "Um, guys, I'm a plumber. And I was always told, never fill up on a Friday afternoon. What does that even mean? I would have thought if you're... Don't fill up on a Friday afternoon, because if you haven't installed everything properly, don't put the water in it on a Friday afternoon, because otherwise you're going to get called out over the weekend. That would be my... Really? ...non-plumber thinking. I might have got that very wrong. Well, please clarify. If, you, if you're a plumber and you've heard this phrase before, get in touch with the show. Uh, Jeff, what's yours? Uh, put the wet stuff on the hot stuff. <laughs> Put the wet stuff on the hot stuff. People now thinking, wow, what does what does Jeff do? Jeff, please clarify. Yeah. Um, fire, fire, Hampshire Fire and Rescue Service. Ah, now it makes sense. <laughs> Put the wet stuff on the hot stuff. Yeah, please yeah. do that. Continue to do that. And well done for doing it. That's a, that's a proper job. And uh, can I just ask... Radio stuff is good. <laughs> oh, cheers, mate. Can I ask you a question, though? Obviously, a lot of these phrases have come in to make sure people don't make mistakes. Yeah. Uh, why Why do you need to be reminded to put the wet stuff on the hot stuff? It's not so much being reminded. It's just a case that there's a lot of technology and a lot of um, different techniques now to fight fires, but it's just the basic that you go back to and a lot of old school fellas like yourself say, just put the wet stuff on the hot stuff. We love this part of the show because we get to check in on your weekend cliffhangers. We spoke to you on Friday. How did it pan out? Yes, what is the drama that you have going on in your weekend that means when we come to Monday, we want to get back in touch, find out exactly what happened. Well, the first person uh, for us to speak to uh, this evening uh, is Janine, who we spoke to on Friday. Janine, remind everyone what was going on this weekend for you. Whether I would be able to create the Spice Girls out of boiled eggs. <laughs> that was it. That was it. So uh, you were making that. This was this popped into my mind over the weekend, actually, which is the whole point of weekend cliffhangers, because you think, oh, I wonder how they got on. But I was wondering what your approach would be to try and create the Spice Girls out of eggs. Talk us through the process for in terms of the craft of making them. Well, did a lot of Google searches. Um, 
I've just attacked it. That was the only thing I could do. I went in the drawer, I took out the cells, I got out some foam, got out some ribbon, and then I panicked because I didn't know how to make posh spices hair. Um, <laughs> that was the bit that took the longest. I ended up cutting a pair of old tights. Well, not old tights, they were new tights. So, okay, so posh spices hair is made out of a pair of tights. Um, let, let's, let's cut straight to the chase. Uh, do we have four or five eggs and is the job done? Five eggs, completely done, a backlist and everything, made a little stage for them. <laughs> Fantastic. So the diorama is complete. And just before people listening who might not have heard you on Friday's show think you've absolutely lost the plot, this is for a workplace <laughs> challenge, right? Yeah. Uh, my manager wanted to do it for Easter, but was too excited. And now we're doing it this week instead of waiting until next week. Which member of the girls are you most proud of? I think Ginger, because I've done a really good job on that dress. Like, I'd wear that myself. <laughs> Okay. okay, and conversely, which member of the band are you not so proud of? I don't know, probably Posh Spice. It's very boring, isn't it? It's just a black dress. That was it, wasn't it? And was tighted hair. And, yeah, which I had issues with. So it kept curling out, which I also had Nightmare. problems with. So, yeah, <laughs> it was I actually ended up, I was walking upstairs in my house calling myself a psychopath because I went to go and get the curling tongs to try and get it to curl. Hang on. You've, <laughs> yeah. you've got curling tongs for yeah. uh, tighted hair on a boiled egg. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Janine, awesome to speak to you. I'm so, we are so glad that the uh, Spice Girls diorama turned out OK. If you want to see the photo, it's amazing and it's worth your attention. Have a little look on Twitter now mm. at Absolute Radio. So on a Friday night, we ask you for your weekend cliffhangers. And then on a Monday night, we call you back and find out how you got on with the drama you had over your weekend. I already spoke to Janine uh, and uh, spoke to her about the Spice Girls diorama she was putting together with uh, five boiled eggs. The other person that we were trying to get hold of today uh, was Tina. You you may remember from Friday's show, uh, she was trying to rehouse a bantam cockerel called Jake, uh, who was being savaged by some silky girl chickens. Uh, Now, we've not had an answer from Tina all afternoon, which makes me worry for poor old Jake Bush. It makes me worried for Tina, to be honest with you. <laughs> yes! Do, you. do you remember that bit in Silence of the Lambs where they move Hannibal Lecter to a different bit of the prison and he's in a straitjacket and they think they've got him caged? Yeah. No, 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 no. I think something like murky's happened. Tina, get in touch. We want to find out. Uh, well, speaking of weekend cliffhangers, we've got to ask you how your uh, chimney breast removal operation went at the weekend. Did it, was, it, was it down in one go? <laughs> It was down, down in about eight hours. <laughs> wow! It took a it, it, it took a while, and also, do you know what? The number of times on this show we've we've spoken or asked people, did you find something when there was work going on, or behind uh, you know behind wallpaper, or when something was removed, and all that kind of stuff? I was yeah. hoping that this weekend I was going to be in on that drama. Absolutely nothing. God, not even a pencil, like, phone number of uh, decorators and stuff like that. Nothing like that. Absolutely nothing. So, no drama here. And, sorry, I should have said, the reason I haven't asked you about how your weekend cliffhanger went on, about you putting in those lights above your bedstead, is because the very fact you're still alive suggests to me it went okay. (laughs) It went all right. Do you know what? And that weird sensor thing people advised me get... What a waste of time that was. It was playing with my mind. One minute it was saying, oh, 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 wires, don't, don't go there. And it was saying, no, oh, no, no wires, go for it. And then it was going, no, 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 no wires. Absolutely give me a nervous breakdown. Uh, uh, there's photos on Twitter right now. No doubt people are going to do the Leona thing and say it's not straight. But uh, have a little look at Absolute Radio. Fairly chuffed with it. 
Okay, you join us at the very end of the podcast here. We've talk, talked about hot honey at the beginning. Now, Thea, my two-year-old daughter, has joined us for the last bit because obviously I'm working from home still. Do you want to say hi to everyone? Say hi. Mm. Say hi. You can you say hi to everyone? No. You don't want to say hi. 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 hi okay. Gonna... Richie says hi. Hello. Hi. Oh, she's she's cowering now behind me. I, you have that effect on. I'm going to ask. Me. I'll ask her a question. See see how okay. this goes. Okay, here we go. Listen, can you hear? Can you hear, Richie? Oh, no, she's kicking oh, off. Oh, she's kicking off. Oh, dear. Out of oh. interest, what, the, what would the question have been, Richie? <laughs> is, daddy, is daddy funny at home? Oh, there you go. We don't need to be asking those kind of questions. <laughs> I think I know how that's going to pan out.